welcome back to the Anchored Ascension Podcast. I'm your host, Marisa Sage, and how are we all doing today? I felt really called to making another episode for this week, and this one is going to be a whole series of episodes. So this one is all things body consciousness, and I'll just say this is part one, so 101, and 3D physical activations and ascension activations and the differences between those two and the relations between them. And the vagus nerve and polyvagal theory. So I felt called to begin this series. Um, and the series might not go in order. And well, that's just because that's just how my mind works. And it's more playful, I feel, when we break up or take time to integrate through this process of learning and understanding and growing or evolving. Um, a little bit more of my background around the work that I do. So I am trained in somatic therapy, healing the body. Um, Soma is a Greek word meaning for in the body. So working from the bottom up instead of the top down. So no no psychotherapy um, or uh, psychology training, um, which is working with the stories of the mind um, but this is more of working with the stories and the memories and the remembrance of the body. So the memories, the, the ones that are felt somatically um, or you know, viscerally and that are sparked by external experiences and the remembering, you know, the cellular, uh, the issues within the tissues, the DNA, um, the fascia and the muscles that hold all of these memories and stories, um, you know, the bloodline, the blood that runs through us from our ancestral lineage, our ancestors, our family that gets carried down through gene expressions that expresses through those genes and, and, um, you know, sometimes often shows up in the way we um, carry ourselves, our postures, the way we um, relate and connect with um, or as a human being and uh, all of those things. So, and it can show up as diseases and illnesses that are passed down through generations as well. And we can change those. We know that now, okay? Um, And, you know, when we work through somatic healing, and what happens when we deeply listen and, and understand and tune in and work with the body. Um, you know, we can learn so much and so much is revealed and so much is awakened. I've also trained in nervous system and trauma healing and have taken workshops, classes, and studied with a few mentors around the topic. And now I'm sharing about that today and the polyvagal theory that was developed by Stephen Porges and later um, Deb Dana, who I've learned through that breaks it down in a lighter, more aligned sense for a practitioner or therapist and healer to understand and then to explain and to work with, as well as the vagus nerve, which is the 10th cranial nerve, aka the also known as the wandering nerve, the longest nerve, or as I have perceived it now through my intuitive guidance as an electrical wire that receives and transports information throughout the top part of the body up to the brain and back down again. So all of this so that you can, you know, all of this information that's going to 
happen within this episode, and this may be a longer one, sorry, but <laughs> it's um, something that I really felt called to sharing about. So all of this so that you can ground here, you know, ground your body here on earth, all of the seeded qualities that make up who you are, a cosmic being from the galaxies, from the stars, from the planets, from the universes, as stardust, right? Planted here to ascend and awaken your multidimensional self, your aspects, the aspects of who you are so that you can live a more attuned and anchored experience here. Because when we do that, we gain the ability to accelerate our ascension journey, our ascension pathway. We can connect here on this planet with Gaia and human beings as one, as a more unified, whole, divine, and neutral light sharing from a source or sharing uh, with source as source as we are source. And um, so I want to begin by just sharing a few terms that I might be using throughout this journey and throughout these uh, episodes and using why they are important to learn about during the ascension process or the spiritual awakening journey that we're all a part of and on. Before I do that though, and you guys know I always need to like add in my allies that are sharing with me and, and presenting themselves. So of course I have a candle lit. I did have to burn some Palo Santo. And I do have moss agate on a Metatron's cube, uh, selenite cube, so sacred geometry, holding that vibrational frequency and sharing that with all of you as well. And then I did pull like three cards from one of the most beautiful decks that I have. I actually can't remember the name right now. Maybe I'll link it in the uh, show notes. But the three cards that showed up for me were Remembrance, and the plant ally is Rosemary. And then the next one was Release Rigidity, which is so potent for this episode here um, because that's, you know, a sensation um, that we can kind of have ingrained within us that keeps us away from softening and from allowing uh, presence to happen and to be a part of it. And the plant ally that that is, is Valerian. And then the last one was, and this is one of my plant allies, which I'll be doing an episode on soon, um, Tough Love, and it's Lavender. So anyways, getting back to it. So just a few terms um, that I will often use throughout this experience. So a resource, resources, those are what helps soothe and settles you. It helps you to feel a sense of goodness and what anchors you. So there's two types of resources. There's the external resource, which is an object, a person, uh, a thing, a pet, a location, an activity, an experience that's outside of you. Um, the other one is an internal resource, so that's a felt sense on the inside, meaning a part of the body or memory that comes to the surface that allows you to be present, that brings up you know, a high vibrational emotion such as joy, love, connection, happiness, um, peace, and that allows you to come back into the heart center or into the body that allows you to feel at home in yourself, in your body, in your container. Um, and 
I truly believe that you know we all hold so much wisdom inside of us in in the body um, that is consciousness and how we relate and connect with it does help us always know that we have access to that internal resource so on the flip side of that always resourcing right always reaching for these external uh, resources or the internal resources um, sometimes if we're always searching for um, what we can use as a resource can get into the way of healing by not allowing us to experience and be in our emotions and feelings this is what we can refer to as spiritual bypassing or rejecting the truth of what we are going through creating the veils or the veil what, veils yeah that's the word I want to use <laughs> the veils of untruth um, the masks or the facades filled with inauthenticity and self-betrayal and, unlo and unloving those parts that we play throughout our lives and in the relationships, even within our family, creating codependency or coping from a place of addiction. Um, so knowing that resources will change as we change um, and we grow and we evolve. Another term is sensation. So sensation is the awareness of an experience from it and within it. And that is connected to our sense of touch, taste, hearing, seeing and smelling, and even your inner knowing. So all of those clairsentience, um, clair, um, you know, the clairs, like what I like to refer to our intuitive gifts as a human um, that reconnects us to spirit as spirit living here on this planet. So the clairs is what I'm referring to that we sometimes call the psychic gifts that we all hold and then can act, that can activate and come online over time or um, from the beginning and sometimes we shut those off and shut them down and, and uh, really activating them and, and accessing your intuition, your internal knowing and guidance is so potent along this journey. Another term is and this is just literally feeling. So <laughs> what is a feeling? Well, it can be the awareness and embodiment of the sensation that is happening, right? What are you feeling right now? What are you feeling and noticing and observing in your own being, in your body, in your, in your mind? What memories or stories or words or are you connecting and now feeling through that connection? Um, and then another term is emotion, so aka energy. If we looked at it on a scale, right, emotions on a scale, the low vibrational emotion being shame, fear, like the lowest vibrational uh, emotions and energy, shame and fear. And then the highest vibrational energy or emotion as love can be what we attach to the feeling that came from the original sensation or the experience. This is why it can stay within our field, the auric field, the layers that surround our physical body, especially within the mental and emotional bodies that hold karma. Um, our energy body being the karmic body, our etheric template, you know, our physical form plus our energy form, which gives us our karmic nature and holds the stored cellular memory and the rememberings that happen over time that we can either activate or that lay dormant within us and repressed and suppressed. So 
What I also like to refer to is that Gaia also holds and has stored memory that is actually supporting her own ascension journey and process. And we are like the antennas here or the streams of consciousness that generate and transmit just like her information intelligence, understanding duality and the polarities that exist so that oneness and unification can be what it is through surfacing and growing in evolution, uh, living on this planet. So this is the ascension cycle and the karmic loops that we often need to experience so that it gets cleared and purified and becomes crystalline in structure form to then be even more of a clear channel and source of light, a fractal of the highest frequency and purest source that is, right? Acting on our spiritual sovereignty, calling that in and anchoring that to create karmic balance, right? Karma gets cleared through balance, you know, the order versus the chaos or the order to the chaos and the chaos to the order, meaning acceptance, judgment, love, hatred, separation, forgiveness, jealousy, jealousy, forgiveness, you know, just it's, it's ever evolving and uh, always circulating, right? <clears throat> so, and another term is the quantum. So the quantum is where everything is happening all at once. So multiple realities, outcomes. Tis why we often experience ascension in cycles, right? Those karmic cycles to catapult us directly to the next highest or lowest timeline. You choose it. You decide and create the changes or you don't. And you keep resurfacing and experiencing the same issues, emotions, behaviors, and relationships until you wake up and um, truly become a co-creator of your reality pulling in and anchoring and grounding those realities and those timelines um, through the understanding of those similar and cyclical patterns, right? The sun and the moon and how they come up each and every day and allow one in each of them to have their space and their time um, to be observed, to be witnessed, to be felt, to, to experience, right? <sighs> yeah, just take a nice deep breath there with me because this is going to be even more deeper. So what can happen over time is our body, the container of all of our energy, the consciousness within it, has learned that survival or staying alive in life has to contract and hold things in like high voltage, highly charged emotions, such as anger, worry, fear, sadness, excitement, even joy, which then over time turns into pain, physical dis-ease and illness or discomfort, sickness, which sends the message that it is not okay to express fully what I am feeling. So we repress and suppress, press and push back down all of that energy into the body, into the container that holds us physically here in this reality. And it begins to harden and materialize and create those blockages, those barriers, those walls, the tightness, the tension throughout our system. For example, right, when you think of anxiety, right, beginning to notice the one area of your body that you can track that feels this sensation and, and start by witnessing and observing it so when it shows up to the surface, right? 
more and more every time you do this, you experience this familiar feeling of anxiety or these anxious sensations within the body, you begin to notice and become more aware that it is maybe, you know, my heart is beginning to race or my my ears are beginning to feel hot or my stomach's clenching, I'm bawling my fists, um, my shoulders are raised and that's causing like neck and shoulder issues and pain or discomfort and the more you stay with those parts of you right or you place a hand on them or you begin to connect and relate with them by letting them know you are there for them they're holding a story or remembering a memory that is holding a highly charged emotion that was experienced in time and space in you know at a moment and now is activated and triggered by a present experience a person or a place or a thing so that's what I mean by like anxiety showing up. Now anxiety is, can be physical, it can be mental, and it can be emotional um, in its reactions and responses and how it shows up or how it chooses to show up. And I mean, I've been through anxiety <laughs> uh, probably over 500 different ways throughout my whole uh, life here currently. And so there's so many ways that it, it surfaces and shows itself. And um, yeah, that's just a process of us learning how to relate with it and deeply listen to it and be with it so that we can understand and learn through it and process it and then grow and evolve from it and with it into freedom, right? Freeing ourselves from anxiety. Doesn't that sound lovely? I mean, totally. Hello. Over time, the more you do this, and uh, you don't have to do this alone, right? You will begin to empower yourself and build your internal capacity to sit with yourself and your feelings and emotions to help regulate and release them, right? Building that compassion for self, that love and care for the self and for the body's own awakening because, because the body is a conscious container holding, right? Holding all of those memories, over lifetimes, over generations, right? So now, moving into the polyvagal theory. All right, what is the polyvagal theory? And this, this shit literally blew my mind when I learned about it and when I really started to embody um, what it was that was showing up and started tracking and understanding and saying, Oh, oh my, like those aha moments, right? And this might do this for you. So um, the polyvagal theory is related to how we store stress in our bodies. Understanding this theory supports us in down-regulating or discharging those highly activated charges or the trapped energy from the sympathetic nervous system state, right? And I'll talk a little bit more about that in this episode so or you know like the sympathetic nervous system turns on um, from trauma or uh, stored survival stress early developmental stress childhood wounding those imprints and the karma from past lives from past generations your genes expressions of those genes the DNA and ancestral line the karmic entanglement all of these things playing out of why you know sometimes you just you come into this life and um, 
we experience childhood trauma or wounding from our own parents who haven't surfaced and acknowledged and worked through their own trauma or uh, wounding and um, the karma. And, and we're here to do it. You are here to do it. And that's why you're here on this episode. And I believe in you and I believe in all of us that we can and are getting through it. So this polyvagal uh, theory is based on the idea that we shift and sift through different states within the autonomic nervous system. It controls our autonomic responses, our reflexes, and that has adapted to basically the way we've been conditioned to act or behave or um, uh, what's created or how we've created our personality, right, which shapes our reality. Um, the environments that we were in, the people we grew up with, the pair of people, the parents that were mold- we molded um, ourselves by learning and understanding how they responded to the world and their environments. And um, yeah, just it's, it's super, um, you know, this, this theory is, it holds a lot of wisdom within it. So <clears throat> the polyvagal theory... It helps us to understand this as a ladder, right? They use the metaphor as a ladder, and what I mean is Stephen Porges, Deb Dana. So they use the metaphor of a ladder. So if you think of a ladder, you have to um, pull yourself up and you know step on each step to get up to the top. And so they use this understanding of the ladder and how we can begin to rebuild our internal capacity and flow throughout our system when we become more aware and conscious of the state we are in and guiding ourselves through it using tools, resources, techniques, and deep listening either by ourselves or with the support of another, right? A practitioner, a therapist, a healer who is um, trained in this. So beginning at the bottom of the ladder, we have the dorsal vagal state, which is the most primal part of us, which began to form 500 million years ago in the part of the brainstem that this activates or that gets activated in. So the dorsal vagal state is at the bottom of the ladder, meaning this is immobilization, right? You're not moving. You're in shutdown. Your body's so tight and tense from so much um, chaos and fear or worry and hypervigilance that it eventually collapses. You have no energy. This is where depression happens. This is where disconnection and dissociation can come into uh, existence. Um, This is where, you know, you you start to feel like there is no happiness or hopelessness and helplessness. Um, So that's the dorsal vagal state of the nervous system at the bottom of the ladder. Then as we move up to the middle of the ladder, we find ourselves in the sympathetic nervous system state, which is 400 million years old. So this is the fight, flight, or flee reaction and response of the nervous system to threat, survival, um, and experience. So this is where you can find yourself having an increase in the heart rate and the blood flow to the arms, the legs, the extremities, so that you can run away, so that you can if there were a, a tiger or a lion running after you, you would have that exertion, right? That um, activity um, to exert yourself and run from them so that you could survive. Um, this is where digestion slows down because we're not 
all that energy is going to the external extremities, right? The hands, the feet, the legs. It's not going to send that energy so that that flow of the digestive system can um, assimilate all of those nutrients and um, even flow. So this is where a lot of us who hold a lot of trauma um, will notice we have a lot of weight holding within our belly region or we're not able to lose weight. Um, and we've done all the diets and things. So later episode to come, Mindful and Intuitive Eating, it's actually a workshop and a course that I've done, but I'll make it into two episodes. Um, it's what I originally started out um, along this whole process of and working with with clients um, before I transitioned to a whole bunch of other things. So this state is also where we have the need to protect and defend the organs within the front body and the back and through the back of our body. So a lot of tightness, tension, a locking along the spine, pain in the back, right? Because you're protecting yourself. You're having your back. You're having your own back. And what does that mean? You're going to place armor and those protective layers on your back. It's going to harden. You're going to have that rigidity, the hardness. Um, It's hard to be in a state of connection and in relationships when you're in this sympathetic nervous system state response. Um, A lot of anger, rage, extreme outbursts, the need to run away from the experience. You know, this is where we experience a lot of gaslighting and um, narcissistic qualities within individuals, even within ourselves, maybe uh, stonewalling, because we don't know how to be in a state of connection and understanding and relating. This is not the time when we're in this nervous system state. Um, Maybe even your body or your own body because it's too much to feel. So this is where, you know, soul parts or parts of the self become frozen in time or flee from the reality, from the present moment or your consciousness. This is the fragmented parts of the self that go off um, to seek safety, to find a safe place where they can be at and be in. So as we move up and through this state, we enter into the ventral vagal, which is 200 million years old. So we started evolving, the physical, electrical, chemical system started to evolve, and the ventral vagal nervous system state um, started to come online. And this is the state of our nervous system that turns on the parasympathetic nervous system, where we start where we start to feel, like we start to be able to feel safe, connected, social, and are able to engage in relationships, to experience peace, to experience stillness and groundedness and the love that is always here for us, which is where we want to be, right? But in order to move through all of those different states of the nervous system, And if you're starting at the bottom, you're going to have to go through those activated states, right, in the nervous system, the sympathetic. You're going to have to feel the fight, flight, and flee, the red within your system and your being. This is why it's so important to have the earth and the nature as an ally to ground all of those high voltage charges within the system, within the body, so that you don't and are not so reactive in your responses. Um, it takes a lot of practice and I can tell you from my own experience I'm still practicing and we're all human hey we're all going through it we all are wired the same okay and so sometimes like chronic stress becomes our 
normal and this was what happened for me I lived in a chronic stress um, sympathetic state for most of my life um, it becomes our normal and we forget what it feels like to be relaxed um, the stress chemicals have been pumping for so long and and now it can almost be a shock to the system when you first become mindful and aware or you start meditation uh, uh, you know um, and how on the pedal has been pushed down right like if you think of um, a car system and your foot is on the gas pedal it's on man you're going you are uh, charging and you are driving at high speed um, and accelerating for some time. This is where, you know, some may find it, again, like hard to find stillness or be grounded in the body, you know, but over time, the more you practice, the more you become aware, and the more you learn about the states that you're in, right, and you have compassion, and you have the openness to be with, and sit with, and to work with, and, and have the practices to help release some of the tension and that those high voltage high highly charged and triggered activating moments the more you can sift and shift through these experiences of the nervous system and through experiences of life right you know so ignoring the break and when we keep pushing that's when it's going to lead to the burnout so that that's what spirit was just like when you're ignoring the break or giving yourself a break or allowing yourself a break and you keep on pushing and you keep on going and you keep on experiencing those same feelings, emotions and reactions and responses over time it's going to lead to burnout. So the vagus nerve plays you know a primary role in regulating the nervous system. And that is why we're going to move into the vagus nerve and why it's so important to stimulate and work with this nerve. So the vagus nerve, it is the electrical wire that extends from behind your ears and within all the way down the sides of the neck and chest and around the digestive system. So around your, your belly region, the sides of your body, right? And there's 80 to 90% uh, sensory fibers that are connected off of it, right? That touch on all of these organs, the uh, tissues, the fascia, the muscles, the blood, the vessels, all of those things, right? They pick up um, information along this vagus nerve, the wandering nerve, right? About the organs. And that then it's sent to the brain where it gets stimulated, right? Or it can be stimulated by the facial muscles, the inner ear, the voice box, tone of voice, lungs, the gastrointestinal tract, the abdominal muscles and viscera and spleen. All of those um, organs and parts of you that make up, you know, the way you experience and show yourself and share yourself in this life are connected with the vagus nerve. So if it's not stimulated, um, your voice, the tone of voice is going to sound a lot different than in a regulated and stimulated um, um, sense of your nervous system, right? So this is 
the brake system, right? The vagus nerve is known as the brake system, if we're thinking as the metaphor of the car, or the internal circuit that is determined how stimulated or working well the, um, you know, nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system can come online. So childhood trauma can inhibit how full those fibers, right, that extend from that nerve and the intelligence or the current flows and fully and how it fully forms. Um, it can impact how well we handle our stress leading into adulthood. So, so why stimulating and working with the vagus nerve helps reconnect and rebuild those fibers, those channels and the circuits. It's so essential, it's so important. And I can tell you from my own experience that working with my vagus nerve, learning about it, learning about the ladder, the polyvagal theory, and those different states of the nervous system has really opened up expression of compassion for all parts of me that are coming online that have been um, just scared and really in a state of survival and not freedom or thriving. So some practices for stimulating the vagus nerve. So my favorite, and I probably do this with every new client that comes to work with me for a somatic healing uh, transformational session. And I work with a lot of star seeds and light workers, empaths, highly sensitive individuals and um, earth warriors, earth angels and the light, uh, the group workers and, and so on, is the Vu breath. And the Vu breath, so V-O-O breath, sounds like a foghorn. It's basically creating a vibration and current of your life force energy, which is your breath, right? That's coursing and currently flowing throughout you always and around you. That helps clear and release the stagnant energy throughout the visceral or front body and organs and channels. So of course when you're doing that, again, it's connected with that vagus nerve, okay? And so it's going to help stimulate that nerve and those fibers. So the way you do the Vu breath is you're going to take a deep inhale and on the exhale, instead of just blowing air out, you're going to go make like your your lips are going to almost be like you're blowing through a straw and you're going to sound like this so so you're essentially going to exhale the word vu very very slow and loud and audible allowing that expression of that channel to be activated to stimulate and to really work on that uh, releasing of that energy and I tell you this you do it three times and you'll feel so much different so that's the vu breath um, humming so humming again creating that vibration that removes dissonance stuck and trapped energy and actually it acts as a natural healing tool that is free and always available for you to use at any moment so the B breath so like taking your hands and your thumbs kind of closing the outer ear part I don't know what that ear part is called right now I lost my 
my thought here, but you're going to connect the tips of your fingers on top of your head while each of your thumbs are on the outside of your ear, lightly and gently closing it just enough. And then you're going to inhale and then you're going to go so you're going to start sounding like a bumblebee, right? Creating that vibration, <laughs> that resonance that's going to remove that dissonant uh, energy and vibrations throughout and create space within your system as well. Opening up your lung capacity, um, um, decreasing your heart rate and even high blood pressure if you have it, right? Well, decreasing your blood pressure. And... Um, Actually, another episode is going to come up too with sound healing and humming and how that really um, helps and heals the body and your being. And then singing and mantras, right? So ask, accessing um, your voice and the tone of your voice and the vibrational resonance of your life force energy, which is you expressing truthfully and audibly out into the existence of the universe and um, mantras hold certain vibrations and frequencies to them so the more you work with those um, the more you're connecting with mind body and spirit all at once and you know it can really help clear a lot of energy within the throat chakra that holds and stimulates again the vagus nerve so it's all interconnected um, the physiological side breath. So this is where you inhale two breaths and then exhale audibly out, releasing. Again, that pent-up tense energy um, and stagnant or trapped energy. It opens up and expands the lower belly and, and rib cage and chest, stimulating the vagus nerve. So it'll sound something like this. <laughs> And if you think about it, I just had like the vision of me um, when I was a child or even like in through adulthood, I'm not going to lie, um, when I got really upset and I had really a really good cry and a really good release um, or I was really, really sad and upset, it almost sounds like that, that sound that you know... <gasps> like you release like something within you finally gets to be released and let go and and you and you feel heard and and you allow yourself to be heard um so that's what i think of that breath when i do that breath another one is spock finger so um i don't know if you've i forget what spock is from i want to say star wars but it's not star wars it's the other one I can't think of that either right now, so sorry, but Spock finger, so basically you're going to connect your pinky finger and your ring finger and then separate them, creating a triangle and then um, connecting your middle finger and your pointer finger and take that triangle and have those fingers, those two fingers on each side, um, come around your ear and then what you're going to do is start self-massaging the skin behind your ears up and down so in a circular motion going up and allowing that skin behind your ears to raise and rise up and then come down so really um, stimulating the vagus nerve in that way those facial muscles um, and the the muscles that are the uh, 
stimulation that happens within the ear space. Cold water therapy. So really getting the cold water on your face and maybe even a cold shower for one to two minutes or working your way up you know, to two minutes, to three minutes maybe, um, to help stimulate the vagus nerve and turn on your parasympathetic nervous system state. Um, also having an ice bag on your chest or ice in your hands to slow and stimulate um, the parasympathetic response. Again, that break system, um, the natural break in the state of your nervous system will turn on um, feeling the cold, um, the cold water or the ice, um, especially when it's placed on your sternum, on your, on your chest, helping to slow down the heart rate that may be speeding up or racing, allows your breath to become um, aware of that feeling on your chest so that it can expand a little bit more so that you can take a deeper breath of air in as well. All of this to recharge and create space between those influxes and flow of the nervous system, which is our system that recalibrates and exchanges the way we view our reality. So when we are highly triggered or activated in the 3D physical body or reality, grounding and finding a sense of rooting is both soothing and recharging for the electrical current or those highly charged moments to find and finally have an outlet, okay? Plugging back in to the earth, to Gaia, to her, okay? Allowing those positive ions to be cleansed or transmuted and released with the negative ions of the earth that she holds and to be sent up through your feet and into your being, right? We want negative ion, ions um, to um, recalibrate, to, re, to restabilize and synchronize our energy. Even two minutes of being barefoot on the ground or visualizing and, um, you know, sensing intentionally rooting in with her allows the physical activation that's happening to ground and, and the ascension activation or downloads and upgrades to happen and, you know, to refuel you and your cells and your DNA with new wisdom, intelligence, and knowledge which again allows you to have access to the streams of consciousness that are of a higher essence, resonance, and hold higher light and perspectives or ways to rebuild the body's intelligence system as your consciousness and awareness expands. So you might hear as we begin to explore the new earth medicine and the ways of being and living, moving into these higher dimensional frequencies along with the earth, how we receive and communicate begin to recreate and recalibrate moving from a carbon-based body to crystalline structure in nature and how this allows more movement and faster repair of the physical body and beings um, so that we can become or overcome and thrive instead of only living in a state of survival uh, disconnection and separation from our environment um, so that we are more able to clean out and clean off our mirror and the reflections that then come from it or the light that is, um, you know, retracting from our mirror is of a more higher vibration and lighter for all involved. You know, all of this to really share the message that there is no good or bad, right or wrong way in doing this and 
and learning through this and understanding it. It is only asking, you know, when these activations happen, both 3D and 5D and higher dimensionally, what is being highlighted for me, for my being, for my body? What is out of balance and alignment? Or what is needing a more neutralized perception? And how am I able and willing to step into recreating the reality I am a part of, that I am now awakened and conscious of? You know, what practices and what resources, what tools, what understanding, dedication and devotion to stepping outside of victimhood and stepping into co-creator, right? The creator, being the creator, recreating the way you view and see things, forgiving and understanding, releasing instead of judging and holding on to, right? Releasing codependency, all of those things. And as you are a stream of light of consciousness, having a full-on human physical experience, going through a major transformational and often initiating experiencing experience, holding so much energy, right? How can you work with the intelligence that is you and is the body and is the feeling surfacing? How can you allow yourself to have more room and space to learn through and with it and from it so that you can hold the wisdom, so that you can share the wisdom, so that you can take the wisdom into your next lifetimes and next, next life's soul's journey? So that it can be extracted back into those streams of consciousness that is source, that is all of us and is you. This is somatic healing for starseeds, for empaths, for highly sensitives, for the light workers, for earth angels, warriors, and keepers of the earth and this planet of Gaia. But it's also for anyone who is ready to, you know, step into this greater awakening journey that we're all a part of, whether we want to or not. We're going and we're growing and we're evolving just like the physical forms of the body and the brainstem and the nervous system. All of those parts coming online so that we can come to this now moment to understand and learn and grow through them and with them so that we have access to the knowledge that the body holds, the wisdom and the intelligence that it holds for us when we learn about it right and learn from it and learn to work with it i hope this episode really brought you understanding and actually the episode wasn't even that long so i hope that you stayed the whole time and you pulled some you know or got a download an activation or a remembering from it um of why you're here of why it is so important and essential to learn about this and to help and share this with others in the process. And this is definitely why I wanted to create this episode and more episodes to come. So sending so much love, light, and blissful, bountiful blessings to you all.